there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here with us and being the proactive parent that you are, getting the resources you need to help recover your child from their symptoms of autism. And we know that the definition of recovery is to regain health, but our kids are sick and they can get better. I was once told that my son would not recover from his symptoms of autism and that I should drug him and try behavioral therapies. But fortunately, I have a 30-year background in craniosacral therapy, so I'd studied the brain and holistic health, and I knew that the body could recover if you get the toxins out, reduce the inflammation, and give this body what it needs. Today, 14 years later, my son is fully recovered from those symptoms of autism, and I'm grateful that I didn't give up, and I'm grateful that you're not giving up. Because even if your child can sleep through the night, if they can talk, if they can uh, communicate more effectively, if they can focus in a classroom and learn and make friends and be able to be calm and control their moods, these things are all worth it. And I've, I've created a free online workshop for you to help understand what the four stages to naturally, naturally recover from the symptoms of autism are and I can ha how I can help you on that journey as well. So you can get that free workshop at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. No spaces, just free workshop. It's there for you now. And please feel free to share that link with anybody you know who could also benefit from this information because there, with one in 59 kids out there being diagnosed with autism today, there are a lot of parents like you and I who are searching for the right resources and we wanna be able to help them in any way we can too. So I wanna thank you again for being here today and today's show I'm excited about. We have a guest who is quite well known these days. Her name is Amy Lansky. She has written the book, The Impossible Cure and today's uh, episode is going to be on homeopathy for autism. So I'm going to give you a little bit of, of uh, Amy Lansky's background so that you know who she is. Uh, she was a PhD with NASA, a NASA researcher in artificial intelligence when her life was transformed by the miraculous homeopathic cure of her son's autism. In 2003, she published the book, Impossible Cure, The Promise of Homeopathy, now one of the best-selling introductory books on homeopathy worldwide. Her website is impossiblecure.com. Since then, Lansky broadened her investigations to include ancient and modern teachings about consciousness, psychic phenomena, synchronicity, meditation, and our collective power to evolve and transform our world. Much of this is covered in her second book, Active Consciousness, Awakening the Power Within, which was published in 2011. And you can read some of Amy's more recent writing by visiting her blog at amylansky.com. She's currently writing a third book that delves into various levels of the complete human energy body and provides guidance to the various forms of medicine that can address dysfunction at these levels. And for today's show, I will link everything, uh, all the, uh, the, the show notes uh, at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 60, just the numbers six zero. So Amy, uh, thank you so much for being here with us today. I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you for inviting me, Karen. It's a pleasure. It's exciting for me because I read your book. I remember my kids were in elementary school and they are 18 and 23 now. So <laughs> I'm trying to even think of how many years ago, at least 10 years ago now. And I loved 
your book, The Impossible Cure. And uh, I have had so much personal success with homeopathy. And, and, I, and I do like to give the caveat to the listeners that, you know, it's, it's important to make sure you're really on the right diet and you're getting the detoxification support you need and the, the liver and the lymphatics have what they need. And, you know, you're, you're, you're doing a lot of other good work to help stabilize the system. But uh, homeopathy can be really, really helpful. And why don't we start um, kind of at square one? So, you know, in your own thoughts, you're a mother of a child with autism. And what do you believe is, is uh, you know, contributing to this, this autism epidemic? Well, Karen, you know, my son, this is my, this is my second son, Max, and he's 28 now, so I'm further away from it than you are even, because uh, we went through this so many years ago, and he is, you know, perfectly fine. I'd say he also was completely recovered by the time he was around 10, definitely by, like, a, a puberty. So, uh, um so this, you know, when Max got sick, it was at the very dawn of the autism epidemic. Yes, there were autistic kids here and there. Even in my childhood, and I'm in my 60s, remember maybe hearing of it, but it was extremely rare. But it, the rise, precipitous rise, began actually with Max's birth year, which was 1991. And uh, that was the year, that was around that time they started really exploding the number of vaccines that the kids were being given. So, but, you know, I want to say that times were also simpler then. So the amount of toxins that these kids, and the, even the number of vaccines was so much less back then. And so the autistic autism cases were less complicated than they are now. Like what homeopaths and other practitioners face now is is so much more complicated because um, so, I believe really autism is a multifactorial disease caused by just too much of everything. So that's too many vaccines, too, too much EMF, too, too much toxic food, <laughs> too much glyphosate. Um, there's just so many things that have accumulated. I mean, Wi-Fi didn't even exist in Max's childhood. So um, it's just, it's become much more difficult. And, you know, I'm not a homeopath myself. I write about homeopathy. I studied homeopathy, but I keep in touch with homeopaths and the kind of things they're having to to deal with are so much more complicated and they're trying all these things to try to mitigate the effects of all these new factors that have just accumulated. And I've done actually episodes uh, on this show interviewing experts on all of those subjects that you've talked about, EMFs, glyphosate. Um, of course, I'm all about food, but the, the pesticide issues, uh, toxins. So um, my listeners, I can I can link to some of those show notes, but make sure that you, you look at some past episodes to get some clarification. And on my blog uh, at naturallyrecoveringautism.com, I also um, write a lot about those and link to the radio show episode that, that may go with it as well, because those are really important issues today and they are affecting our kids and they're daily affecting our kids to the point where the parent can be doing a lot of really great work with their child. But if these toxins are still in the way and they're still 
eating them daily and they're still really uh, being bombarded by Wi-Fi in their home without some protection around it, um, it that uh, it's very important to know that you can, you know, your, your child may not get better. And so if you, you've got to clear, clear these things out of the way, and I would imagine a homeopathic doctor, because I know how they work, they have to go in and troubleshoot first and and sort of experiment and if these things are also factors and in the way they can they can you know disrupt the the homeopathy so that comes from a, a lot of trial and error probably more so now with homeopathy than perhaps back when max was getting treated too we're actually yeah. going to take a, a short break right here but when we come back we'll we'll dive right back into homeopathy and autism so you're listening to naturally recovering autism i'm your host karen thomas stay with us we will be right back Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking about homeopathy and autism. And before the break, we uh, we have Dr. Amy, L- or not, I'm sorry, dot doctor, uh, mom Amy Lansky with us, who, who's written some books on homeopathy. Um, and we were talking about there are a lot of new factors that come into play today because of the the environmental exposures and toxins and uh, and, and all the new chemicals in our environment as well. So, so how are homeopathics doctors working with all of these factors? Well, you know, even way back at the founding of homeopathy, uh, Hahnemann, who was the founder of homeopathy back in the 1800s, called things like this. He called they're called maintaining causes. So they're in those days like lifestyle um, things, including food, including environment. Like if somebody was living in a damp environment it was going to contribute to their you know ill health and no matter even if you gave them great remedies that boosted their immune system and their ability to heal if they were still living in the toxic environment eating bad food they weren't going to get well very fast so this is the same problem but like now magnified or of, of a very different nature so you know it's part of a homeopath's job is to learn about all those things too and provide guidance about about those things to try to eliminate those things and, and diet and um, um, and their specific methods too but I you know I the basic idea of homeopathy is to uh, find a remedy that will will match the patient specifically and it will allow that body's that person's body to heal itself. So you might think of it as a stimulus that's perfectly tuned to the to the patient. 
that will enable the, that person's energy being to initiate healing processes in the body. And if you think about it, sometimes I talk about, uh, you know, if you want to stop smoking or something like that, change a bad habit, it's best to go away and be in an environment where that's easier. So it's the same thing. If you're going to provide the body with this information that will help help it heal, it's not going to be helpful if it's bombarded by toxic things and, and difficult things. So, And it's not just things in the environment. It's in the family dynamic as well. I mean, there might be social supports and, and, and things that need to be examined as well. I mean, it's really a family healing process. Yeah, I, I always caution parents, uh, if you're doing a lot of work, especially things like candida, um, you know, work with your child. And if you're not working on clearing that in your own self or the rest of the family, you can just keep spreading it around the family. You share an apple, you share a, a beverage, a drink of water from the same glass, the same fork, you kiss on the lips, and you're passing back and forth that, that bacteria, not really realizing it. So, you know, you, you want to make sure that all your efforts are going somewhere that are really, you know, making making some strides and not you're not going to end up stepping backwards. You know, one thing that that uh, that I I know is a big factor today is homeopathy um, being used to help those that are vaccine damaged and treating some autoimmune disorders. So what have you found? Are you able to you know, is it able to restore the ability? Uh, have you have you looked at that much? Well, you know, in t- like I mentioned, today there's the, the these cases are so much more complicated, and so people are using much, actually different strategies than were prevalent when I was um, going through this process with my son. Um, nevertheless, I believe that the baseline approach of homeopathy, which is to find some remedy that matches the symptoms of the child, is should always be the first approach. Um, Sometimes specific vaccines need to be cleared if they're, and especially if they were clearly, if, if, if the problems began immediately after a specific vaccine, there's strategies to target, to clear that vaccine itself. So, and usually uh, one method is to give that vaccine a potentized form of the vaccine. Um, and, and, and there's huge historical uh, homeopathic success in using this strategy. Even um, I've seen cases uh, from like the early 1900s of, uh, I, I think this is mentioned in my book, of an apple orchardist who was dying from severe arsenic poisoning because, you know, they would spray apples with arsenic as a um, insecticide. And they gave a very high potency, which means extremely dilute dose of arsenic, and he he was he was not only saved, but the actual arsenic was sweating out of his body, and they could see the white powder on his on his clothes. Um, wow! So yeah, uh, so homeopathy's success in doing that kind of thing goes way back, way back to the beginning. Um, so usually, you know, the uh, what I I always advocate is classical homeopathy, and I can describe that, but it's basically taking the entire symptom complex of the child or, or the adult or anybody, and which includes physical, mental, emotional, behavioral symptoms, 
and some and the most more like unusual symptoms are the most important or provide the best clue because you know there's really common symptoms of autism that most a lot of kids have but if there's something very unique about this child that will provide very good information to the homeopath to find a really good remedy because the better the match the the more curative it will be and um, and that only that remedy initially is given. When we treated Max, he just had one remedy at a time. He didn't have mixtures. We didn't target any specific vaccines. He was able to recover completely with classical homeopathy. And I understand now the cases are so complicated. Sometimes you have to interleave more specific vaccines against, I mean, sorry, specific remedies against vaccines or even EMF, believe it or not, there's remedies uh, that deal with that uh, or with, um, I remember there's been some success, you know, there's even been studies that show that if you took Tylenol in, in conjunction with the vaccine, and especially before the vaccine was given, uh, the reason there was, there's more chance of a negative impact. And uh, homeopaths experimented with potentized Tylenol to remove the effects of that as well. So all these things, they're trying everything. And, and some for some kids, it works. For some kids, it doesn't. It depends on where their specific susceptibility has been affected by these things. So that's right. another thing I like to talk about is susceptibility. Is this a good time to talk about that? We are, yes, definitely, but we are uh, ready for a short break, so why don't we go ahead and take our break, and then when we come back, we can dive right into that. That would be perfect. So uh, you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Stay with us. We Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking with Amy Lansky, author of The Impossible Cure, uh, written on homeopathy for autism after her own son was, was recovered from autism from homeopathy, from the use of it. And today we're, uh, we're talking about various things that homeopathy can be helpful for, and it has changed a little bit more, a little bit more complicated, I think, for the homeopathic doctor today uh, because of the very toxins in our environment and the things that have increased. And every child, of course, or every person is different. We have different biological susceptibilities and, uh, and we were just going to dive into that right now with, uh, so Amy, can you share like how those different susceptibilities, um, you know, affect people and how the, the homeopathic doctor works with that or any information you can share about those, the, the variations and differences per, per person? Well, you know, when it comes to disease, susceptibility is everything. You know, if there's a flu epidemic going around, not everybody gets sick. They may not be susceptible to it. And then some people are very susceptible to it. And it's the same thing with autism. That's why some kids can be, um, you know, exposed to exactly the same things and not be affected, and other ones can. But with, the, with an increase in, in these things that are going on, more and more people are becoming susceptible because there's just so much people there, right? So uh, that's why the rate of autism is going up. Too much stuff more and more susceptibility. Now, what a remedy does, in, in addition to just healing the, you know, enabling the body to heal itself, it will also change people's susceptibility, right? So, um, in fact, it, it, they may become more susceptible to 
to different things, but actually more benign things. So this is a, here's, a, here's a perfect example of this, which is one thing that doctors really don't understand. They understand that there's, that there's patterns of increase, increasing disease that they see, but they don't understand why it happens. So, for example, if your kid tends to get eczema and then the doctor gives, um, you know, cortisone cream, which suppresses the eczema, doesn't cure the eczema, it seems, it seems to go away perhaps, but it's not really curing this tendency to get eczema. And then the, then the next thing that might happen, even though there's no eczema, is that the kid has allergies. And then they might suppress that, and then they'll go start having asthma. And you'll notice these are all deeper and deeper diseases. So that's what tends to happen is that the body is, is a brilliant uh, healing mechanism, and it will first usually show susceptibility um, to let more minor things. But as you, if you're not treating it properly, it will get deeper and deeper and deeper because we all know asthma is a much more dangerous condition than eczema. And so what will happen often with homeopathy, and you'll see this in the treatment of autism as well, is that the deepest things, in, in, really, in a really good recovery case, the deepest things will be treated, will be healed first, the things that the body really needs to heal first. So in the asthma case, you might treat the asthma, and then suddenly... Uh, the kid's got uh, eczema again. Now, a homeopath would say, perfect, that is a wonderful result because now the body has gone from a deeper susceptibility to a more serious disease to something that's more benign and on the skin. It's not, you know, life-threatening. Um, and then they would treat the eczema, and then, and then you, you would become freer. So you'll find that people, if you're being treated by homeopaths really well, you, like this is true for me. I used to get the flu all the time, and or I would have you know colds and other illnesses. And now I rarely get sick. Now my susceptibility is much less. I'm not as affected by by these things. So in autism, um, I mean actually, uh, Max went through this as well. So um, often might be the first thing that heals. If it, you know, sometimes you can't determine what will heal first, but let's say the deepest thing for this child is that their, um, their digestion is bad or their sleep is bad. The body, body can't recover if all these really important functions aren't working. So maybe the first sign will be uh, that they're sleeping better or that their digestion's better. But then, you know, the depots, homeopaths consider the, uh, the behavioral and emotional um, and the mind, the deepest. So the, the next thing might be this connection, uh, starting to be a connection with the parents. Um, might not be speech yet, but it'll be some form of connection. Um, people often say to me, when will they talk? When will, when will my kid talk? When will my kid talk? But, like, you know, that might be the last thing. Um, so it, the body's healing pattern is very mysterious, and that's part of homeopathy is understanding. And are they making progress, uh, the symptom pattern, how it changes over time? Is this progress, or is this getting worse? You know, it's hard to know sometimes, but that's part of homeopathic practice. And I was going to say one more thing, that like in Max's case, at first he was like totally in his own world. And the first thing to change, he didn't have many physical symptoms. He didn't have 
like digestive problems. But the first thing that changed was he, he just seemed more there. He was just in the world with us more. And then uh, as time went by and he started speaking and stuff, he still had some kind of processing problems. You know, autistic kids who recover often go from autism to maybe some learning disability. But then we kept treating him, and that went away too. So it just, it just was a process of healing as his susceptibility got less and less. Right, and you're treating, you know, what we're doing is working with the, the causes, and certain the causes can, could stem originally from something, you know, variations. Like people ask me in my mentoring program, when will my child talk? And some some children go from nonverbal to, to speaking in a matter of weeks, and then for others it's months. Yeah, and it you know it just varies so much, and and everybody's looking for a, a concrete answer. But you know, with the nature of biology, there just isn't one answer to that. And so you know, how are we finding that that homeopathy is helping with the health issues related to autism and the symptoms? Yes, that's where a good homeopathic doctor comes in to be able to help troubleshoot. And that comes from looking at the symptoms of the child and the mother or father giving a really clear and detailed um, story board for the child of maybe what happened when they noticed changes, uh, what the symptoms are and, and, and all of those pieces, which are so valuable to a homeopathic doctor. We need to take a short break right here, but uh, when we come back, we'll dive right back into this. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Please stay with us. Have you ever wondered why some children recover from their symptoms of autism while others never seem to get any better? After 13 years of research, Karen Thomas has recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism naturally. She now shares how she did it with you in her free webinar so that you can have the right resources and knowledge to help your child. The definition of recovery is to regain health. Karen offers this to you in four stages. Healing the gut, natural heavy metal detoxification, balancing the co-infections of autism, brain support, and repair. Register now for this free webinar to help you know what you can do to help your child to sleep better, be more calm, improve focus, and reach their fullest potential to live a happy, healthy life. Go to naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. Empowering parents with the resources to naturally recover autism from a mom who's done it. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking with Amy Lansky, uh, author of The Impossible Cure, a book on uh, homeopathy and as related to autism as it was the the homeopathy is what recovered her own son from autism. And, um, of course, there are varying factors with each child, and every person's biology is different. And we know that working with the biology, like, of course, you want to make sure they're on the right diet, they're not being fed processed carbohydrates and gluten and casein and sugars and uh, all of the things that feed the bad bacteria or or might have pesticides and chemicals in them and, uh, and doing a lot of detoxification and other work. But there's also an emotional component, and I have seen this so often in, in the parents that I work with and the children and, and even in my own life, I'm very aware of, of 
of different beliefs um, that are underlying a parent's fear that can can get in the way of of, of a recovery process. Um, maybe a child ha- has developed a fear around food, which can you know just exacerbate the picky eating issue um, because food has maybe made them feel uncomfortable. And um, I had interviewed uh, even Bruce Lipton, who's sort of the father of epigenetics in a sense uh, uh, at some point. And he talks about how the subconscious is really developed before the age of seven. So we can have things locked into our system that sort of run our lives later on if we don't work on that energetic level and free those things. So, Amy, you, you found that homeopathy has been beneficial for this as well, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, in a way, many people feel that this is the the ultimate strength of homeopathy because it's, you know, it can operate on the physical level, but it really operates deeply all the way down into, like, the emotional, the mental, and the energy, the energy body. I mean, people, your listeners may or may not understand or believe in um, all these various deeper levels of our being that are not apparent to conventional medicine at this time but uh the 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 power of homeopathy i believe it is an energy medicine Uh, so is for example uh, acupuncture uh, is an energy medicine hands-on healing these kind of things Um, and the underlying substrate of our our being is energetic and that ultimately is more powerful so if homeopathy is working at that level, it will enable the more superficial layers, like including the emotions, but also um, the physical body to heal. So the the emotional symptoms are often considered maybe the most important symptoms uh, to look at in trying to find the right remedy. So you know, some children might really be fearful, and some might be um, just kind of like out of it and just like you know like in the uh, like in the ozone they're not afraid they're just like not there they're barely there or they might be they they might be fixated on certain certain things uh i actually one symptom that was helpful to um our homeopath in max's first remedy was that he just i i said he was talented that's actually a symptom in the in the homeopathic repertory very talented and he just, you know, he maybe this is actually not that uncommon with autistic kids, but he could like see things and just remember them for years, tiny details, or he would watch something on TV and com- completely imitate the dance and the singing and the tonality of something. He could imitate something um, unbelievably, and he's still incredibly talented. He's an artist and he's he's a great dancer and everything so um so that that's helpful and i want to say one other thing which is that these kids they're so sensitive they're really operating more at that level i believe they're just haven't fully they're not fully with us in this in this physical domain and that they're and they're just so sensitive to it because they're just not coping with being completely in their physical bodies yet and so because of that they really are psychically aware and 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 because of that just the family dynamics you know it's really difficult these these families face such difficulties 
Um, so the most, the be- the the more the family itself works and, and and heals itself. You know, emotionally, I have a show on my on my uh, website. I have some radio shows, and one of them is just on this emotional thing, healing ourselves. The family, the process will help you heal your child because they are being affected by all this too. The more loving and accepting and the, the better the emotional environment, the better for the kid too. And I always recommend that if possible, the whole family also go to the homeopath so that everybody can sort of energetically, the whole family can heal and that will help the child as well. Yeah, absolutely. The the tension that there often is between parents uh, of children with autism in the home. And uh, I was actually just at a conference last weekend and I watched some of the dynamics where one parent might be saying, I'm really on board with this. I'm ready to go. And the other parents like, no, uh, no, I need to know more or 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 this 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 can't really work or, you know, they're they're just battling back and forth. And the child is, is really stuck in between that. And if we can clear some of those dynamics that are not productive and help them to clear so that there can that energy can be out of the way and out of the space of healing, then healing can can happen much more easily. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely right on board with that. I mean, it, it's important, especially with things like Lyme's disease. They say there's such an emotional component locked in the system behind those to to clear some of that out uh, prior to working with Lyme's disease is really essential to uh, to and we never get rid of Lyme's disease, but goes into remission. And to be able to get it to go into remission is much easier if the emotional components are dealt with ahead of time. Um, so. Um, do you have some more uh, some more to elaborate on that as well, or do you have anything more to say? Well, you know, like I'll just like let's say your t- uh, homeopath is treating Lyme disease. You know, perhaps on a physiological level, I'm not an expert on it. Uh, the the bacteria are still in your body or whatever, but you may it may not affect you. I mean, we got bacteria all over. I mean, we're more bacteria and viruses than we are cells in our body, right? And it's like Bruce Lipton and epigenetics, you know, your genes aren't your fate. The question is, is how your body will express, right? And so that's what why people say, okay, it's gone into remission. But um, the goal is so that you're not affected by these things, you know, so, um, um, so that you can live in this world that's pretty toxic and not be affected by it. That's the goal. Once again, susceptibility. Um, so, uh, yeah, some people can be recovered from Lyme disease with homeopathy as well. And, but, like, you know, there's also don't go around and get bit by ticks. <laughs> you know? We don't always so, plan uh, to do that, though. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's hard, it's hard. So I'm pretty paranoid about um, Well, and today it's moving much more into, I work with Lyme a lot because, Basically, close to 100% of children with autism have Lyme. It's either undetected or worked with improperly, and definitely gets in the way of recovery. And and now it's not just um, it's not just ticks. It's mosquitoes and horseflies and sand fleas and so many other things uh, that these uh, these little bugs are becoming more virulent. So uh, it's becoming more prominent as well. So it's good to to know that, uh, especially yeah. during the the autism recovery process. We're yeah. going to take and a short break. More- 
more and more susceptible to those things too. So they are because the environmental toxins are already bombarding their systems. So there, there's just a little bit more of a, like I said, a susceptibility to to people being um, affected by them. Uh, we're going to take a short break right here. You're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. Stay. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking with Amy Lansky on homeopathy for autism. And uh, one thing that I think, Amy, would be really important to get into, uh, or, or just to help to explain a little bit for our listeners who are really new to homeopathy, because it is a very different type of a concept, is what is homeopathy? And, you know, and and how do people know if it's really working, et cetera? So if you can kind of give a little bit more background on what homeopathy is and how it's used. Yeah. Well, it's really important to first know, I mean, the word homeopathy is misused in the media almost all the time. And so people think the word means natural medicine. It just is like this catch-all phrase for other uh, and that's not what it is. So, uh, so a homeopathy is a specific form of natural medicine, um, and it's the stuff. You know, if you go into the health food store, it's in these little vials, these teeny little pills. Those are homeopathic remedies. It is not herbal tinctures. It is not a diet. It is not um, anything like that. You know, if you want to go to a naturopath, naturopaths use a lot of different types of things, including homeopathy. But a homeopath is just working with homeopathic remedies. Okay, so what is that? So the word homeopathy defines what it is. So homeo means similar, and pathy means suffering. So it means giving a substance that creates, or giving a remedy made from a substance that creates the same suite of symptoms as the person is experiencing. And so, uh, like, I always use the example of coffee. People take coffee, drink coffee because it causes symptoms in them, which include, like, emotional things like happiness and elation, as well as physical symptoms like alertness and maybe diarrhea, too. Um, so they might... A remedy made from coffee, and this is the controversial part about homeopathy, it's highly, highly diluted to the point where it's just really the energy of the substance, and that's controversial, um, is, would treat those kinds of symptoms. So let's say, let's say you are suffering from a type of insomnia that is like coffee, which is you're all excited, elated, you're having diarrhea, you're your mind's full of thoughts, like after a fun party, let's say, then then um, a remedy made from coffee might be the correct remedy to help you for that. But it, let's say your insomnia is not like that. You know, you're instead all waking up in the middle of the night and all depressed and worried. That would not be a coffee insomnia. you take a different remedy for that. So, um, so that's what homeopathy is in a nutshell. It's matching the symptoms of the person and trying to find a remedy that matches it and treating them with it. Um, so just giving mixtures of, of anything for a, a, something like, you know, willy-nilly to, to a disease is not really good homeopathy because you're not really matching the specific symptoms of the person. Um, so, for example, for the flu, even a simple disease like that, everybody experiences the flu differently, and there's many, many remedies, but like a, 
some commonly used remedies, but maybe 10 commonly used ones. And you have to match it to, to that particular patient, what their symptoms are. So, um, so is there proof that it works? You know, all the news is just full of like anti-homeopathy things, I believe, because big pharma is super threatened by homeopathy because it's starting to come out scientifically that doing this ultra dilution process maintains uh, the prop, the healing power of a substance. So you could dilute an allopathic drug and get billions of doses for free, essentially, and it would still work. I mean, scientists are like the, the guy who, uh, who won the Nobel Prize, Luc Montagnier, for finding the link between HIV and AIDS. He started working in this area, and he lost all his funding. Like, Big Pharma does not want their drugs to become free, so now he has to work in China. So they're also attacking homeopathy everywhere, but and they say there's no proof, and that's just false because there's now hundreds of studies, mostly a lot of them done in India because homeopathy is super big in India, uh, but and in Europe too. And uh, so if you just like go to a, like my site or the National Center for Homeopathy, which is homeopathycenter.org, you'll find links to like, like so many studies. Um, double-blind placebo-controlled studies that show that homeopathy works. And I talk about some in my book, too, but that was published in 2003, so there's a lot more since then. So um, so, mm, so that's it in a, in a nutshell. Um, so, you know, what can homeopathy treat? In my view, it can treat almost anything if the body has the ability to heal itself. So if your arm has been cut off, it's not going to make your arm regrow. But if you break your arm, yeah, go and get it set. It will help your arm heal much more quickly and have less pain. Um, if, you're, if you have type 1 diabetes and you don't have a pancreas anymore, well, it's probably not going to help that much, but it might help you cope better. Type 2, it'll help you because it's really a matter of your body regaining its ability to function again. Um, so I always say it'll, it'll work on... It'll at least help almost everything, especially if you find a good homeopath who knows what they're doing. And sometimes that's hard because there's not, especially in the United States, uh, there's not that many certified homeopaths. So I say, if you're interested in homeopathy, go to a homeopath and some and somebody who's certified as a homeopath. I prefer this uh, CCH degree. Um, um, and there's also uh, a, a DHT, which is uh, a medical, like an MD, who gets a certification in homeopathy. So, do you have links for those, Amy? Uh, actually, you know what? We uh, we've got to run into a short break right here. When we come back, we'll get some links from you for for some of those because I'll definitely add them to the show notes. Uh, so you're listening to Naturally Recovering Autism. You'll, I'm your host, Karen Thomas. Stay with us. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we're talking with Amy Lansky, who is the author of The Impossible Cure, a book written on homeopathy, and basically Amy's story about how homeopathy recovered her own son from his symptoms of autism. And there are varying factors, of course. Today we have a lot of 
you know, chemicals in our environment, whether they're heavy metals or electromagnetic field pollution, uh, glyphosate in our foods, a lot of uh, other toxins and chemicals, pesticides. So those all have to be worked with. You know, we really want to be on the right diet, you know, make sure that uh, we're doing some gut healing work, that we are also, um, you know, clearing, you know, doing some detoxification, supporting the system and all that, and then clearing the co-infections. And again, I've I've created a free online workshop for you. Um, The four stages to naturally recover from the symptoms of autism. And you can get that at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash free workshop. And today, I wanted to um, also make sure I tell you that a show notes will be at, the link for today's notes will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 60, just the number six zero. And uh, Amy, again, thank you for being here with us today. And I know that we, uh, it's really important to lead our listeners to some valuable resources. So if they wanted to find a qualified practitioner And then uh, before the break, you mentioned that some MDs have actually gotten the certification, but many times it's uh, uh, homeopathic doctors. And then, so they're very, they're, they're a little bit different, but do you have those links for us? Yeah. Yeah. Actually my, my home, a lot of this info is on my uh, website, impossiblecure.com, which I'm going to now and see that it's having trouble loading it. I got to go check that. But, um, you know, a really good resource is, like I said, the National Center for Homeopathy, and um, they're at homeopathycenter.org. Um, oh, I just suddenly this page um, loaded. So most homeopaths, especially in the United States uh, and Canada and Australia, I would say, are not medical practitioners. Um, they're they're homeopaths, and so uh, the main certifying organization for homeopaths, and you know, doctors get this certification too, is the CHC. The, it's given. It's it's called the CCH degree, and it's given by the Council for Homeopathic um, uh, Certification, which is let's see, well, okay. Um, and then we have the North American Society of Homeopaths. This is also not a medical one. Then there's um, um, there's a medical organization. Well, anyway, I, I'm not finding it all all the links now because they keep changing. There's um, the American Institute of Homeopathy. That's the medical organization, and they have the site. You can just Google Google these things. Um, and uh, let's see. Okay, now in Europe, I don't know who listens to you, but in, in India, most homeopaths, a lot of them are doctors, especially in India. Most homeopaths are medical doctors, and um, they have whole systems of homeopathic hospitals and everything. So um, let's see. So I I would say either go to impossiblecure.com, but especially homeopathycenter.org, and then you can find links to all these organizations. Okay. Um, And And I'll... They have links to to research and tons of info. And on my site, I also have, like I said, links to a whole, like four years of radio shows, um, a whole autism page. um, And I have something called the Cure Stories database, which which is stuff contributed by by patients of their their experiences, not my own patients. 
uh, but you know, other just people. Others, okay. Yeah. And I'll link to um, some of those things that you mentioned too, so it's easier for our listeners to find them. Again, they'll be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash sixty with today's show notes. And um, sometimes you can work with homeopathic doctors at distance too, which is good for you to know. Um, some will work via Skype. You can give the information uh, via email or long distance, and they can actually tell you what remedies, and you can get the remedies closer to where you live, or they can mail them to you um, and they are are able to cross borders because it's basically just like a a water vial so there it's not it's not an herbal remedy or anything like that so they're 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 pretty easy to to um, to send throughout uh, anywhere globally so again Amy we're out of time but thank you so much for being here with us today I greatly appreciate your time and your story and I'm so happy that Max is happy and healthy today and that's what we're looking for for all of our kids so again thanks thank you so much all it's right. been a pleasure. And my, my pleasure to have you as well. And thank you for, for being here, being a proactive parent. And uh, stay with us next week. We'll be back with some more great resources for you. And uh, until then, take care.